hello everyone welcome back to the essentials i'm your host maddie flint and if you're new to the community welcome to the show today i don't have anything super deep planned but in the future i do want to do some juicy deep dives because those are really interesting and i think that would be a lot of fun to do as for right now i want to just talk about the week and give you guys some ways to do self-reflections which can be really great for helping you to get an increased understanding of yourself, um, like where you are in life, where you want to be, and the things you need to do or change in order to get there. And remember, no rush. The Bible mentions self-reflection a ton of times. Like for example, 2 Corinthians 13.5 says, examine yourselves to see whether you are in faith, test yourselves, Or do you not realize this about yourselves, that Jesus Christ is in you, unless indeed you fail to meet the test? John 8.32 says, And you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And Lamentations 3.40 says, Let us test and examine our ways and return to the Lord. And these are all just verses that are reminding us to check ourselves, to be a little bit more introspective and And um, on a Christian note, this would be, you know, check yourself out to see if everything that you're doing matches the things that you are supposed to be doing in order to walk with Jesus. If your life is perfectly aligned with the ways of the world, then it is time for you to make some changes so that you don't become a follower of the world and that you stay a follower of Jesus Christ. And the Lord God will put you back together in front of the people who broke you. Now, whether you are a firm believer in Jesus Christ um, or not, maybe not yet, that's a very empowering quote. To be put back together in front of people who broke you, that's very uplifting and encouraging and powerful. So grab a journal and a feather ink pen. Just kidding. You could write about it think about it by yourself or talk about it with someone, let your thoughts flow like lyrical line drawing. With that, when you're drawing in nature or something, the pen or paintbrush or pencil is just flowing. It's following the organic lines of trees and bushes. There's no straight solid line. Nothing is perfect. They're living and flowing. And we're going to get into these self-reflection questions. And the first thing that I want you guys to think about is what challenges are you currently facing? What are some things that you could do to get through these challenges? Is there anything you can do? Or is it completely out of your control? Which, in that case, try not to concern yourself too much with it because by now you've done all that you can do and God will take care of the rest. And also comparing challenges with other people is not very effective in anything. All that does is make it feel like somebody else has it harder than you or you have it harder than somebody else, therefore you should get more attention because you're going through it harder. That's, that is just not helpful to anybody. Everybody is struggling and getting through these difficulties in their own life, in their own time. And what is hard for that person is going to be hard for that person. What you're going through is not a competition. You don't have to treat it like one. The next question, what is your favorite hobby? And Indulging in a hobby is great, I think. It creates opportunities for meeting new like-minded people because hobbies are an excellent way to connect and meet with other people. 
and it's very freeing. You can free yourself from a lot of stress when you're doing something that you love. You're engaging in an activity that you enjoy, and the act itself makes you happy and fulfilled. It also gives you something in your life that you have the power to control, because everything externally, whether it's work-related or relationship-related, or even if you're too into um, politics and you're really trying to keep up with everything and how our economy is just a disaster right now. If you focus on that kind of stuff, it feels like everything is just super out of control and you can't do anything about it. But once you have a hobby and you're doing something that you love, taking time to do it, you have full control over that. When you're in control over something like that, it is going to help you a lot in feeling more motivation about achieving the outcomes that you desire. And it's a sense of competence. This boosts well-being and it again is freeing because you're not under somebody else's control when you're doing something that you love and it's great to feel confident in personal capabilities because that is going to increase your sense of independence so next question where do you spend most of your time what are you doing do you enjoy doing it i think Personally, I spend a little bit too much time on Instagram, and I'm sure that I'm not the only person who has been affected by social media in such a way. It feels like I'm always on it, you know, and it's to the point where I'm like, oh, Instagram is boring. And I definitely think I could be doing something a lot more productive than scrolling through Instagram's like home feed or whatever. Um, Maybe for other people, this is Facebook or Snapchat or whatever some other social media app that you guys are using. I don't know how many people use Twitter. I feel like that's a millennial thing, but I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, um, it's great to cut back on that. But if you're spending a lot of time doing something that you love, that is going to make your days seem more fulfilled. But if you're spending a lot of time doing something that you hate, it might be time to change that that thing. Um, This could be like work-life balance related to Um, And Jeff Bezos has a really great way to look at um, work-life balance. Um, He said that his new employees should stop trying to find quote-unquote balance within their professional and personal lives, since that implied a strict trade-off between the two. Instead, Bezos envisions a more holistic relationship between work and life outside the office. Um, Quote, This work-life harmony thing is what I try to teach young employees and actually senior executives too at Amazon, um, Bezos said, but especially the people coming in. I get asked a lot about work-life balance all the time, and my view is that's a debilitating phrase because it implies that there's a strict trade-off, and he said that he didn't compartmentalize his career and his personal life. And so he talked about how if he was happy at home, he's going to come to work with that same energy that he got from being happy at home and vice versa. If he's happy at work, he's gonna come home with that same energy. Instead of work-life balance being like a balance beam, you know, and I'm sure you've seen clip art of like scales. (laughs) Um, I envision this to be a lot more cyclic. I think that's a better fit for work-life balance because it's, life is a continuum. We're not stationary. And I actually did a presentation on this for one of my college and career classes last semester at UAlbany. And I remember talking about how life throws at you the unexpected, like you might end up staying later at work 
or something. Or maybe you'll have more time relaxing at home, you're going to go hang out with friends. That literal definition of work-life balance is not always feasible. And in order to just make sure that you're keeping track of what feels like a balance, a cyclic balance, we can be conscious of our personal limits. We can aim towards good time management and harmony instead of more of this, less of this. So if you're working on your own mental health, doing things that make you feel fulfilled and happy, then you're going to have a better time at work. So our next reflection question is what do you want to be known for? Now I see that this one may be a little bit more long term, but it doesn't hurt to start thinking about what it is, what impression you want to leave on the people around you or on the environment around you. What is it that you want people to remember you for? The work you do will feel a lot more fulfilling if you know the impact that it's going to have on somebody's life. Even if it's not like an influencing job or what something like that, the way that you conduct yourself and carry yourself and speak to others and everything in your job currently is going to leave an impression on these people that you helped in some way. So next question, when do you feel happiest? And how can you incorporate that more into your everyday schedule? Because obviously when you feel happy, you feel like you can conquer the world. You can get so much stuff done. You feel motivated, uplifted, and encouraged. And that is because of dopamine. Dopamine is a motivator and it's going to motivate you to take action. And it's going to help you to get that persistence required to see something through to the end, a project or whatever that you started or would like to start or a task that you would like to complete. And happy thoughts, they support brain growth in general. And it helps with the reinforcement of new synapses, which is the meeting point between two neurons. And that happens in your prefrontal cortex, which serves as the integration center for all of your brain-mind functions. So yes, happiness is good, but we don't ever force somebody else to be happy and positive because that can be toxic. There is such thing as toxic positivity, so keep that in mind also. Especially since maybe you've experienced that coming from one person towards yourself, and that's not cool. But yes, it is good to do something that makes you happy a lot more and try to fit that into your everyday schedule or even weekly schedule if you do have a lot of things going on that you need to take care of um, or be present for that isn't on your free time. But when you have the time to do something that you love, definitely make sure that you do it. So while all of those thoughts are brewing like my second pot of coffee and wait, let me see if I have a coffee shop, coffee brewing or pouring something sound effect. Hold on. I got you guys. Yes, exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking. I need another cup of coffee. I've only had one today. Oh my goodness. Anyway, yeah. Um, while we were thinking and brewing like coffee, I want to talk a little bit about careers. First and foremost, it is totally okay if you don't know what you want to do. At any age, society is super fast-paced and pushy. There is no right age to get into a career, to go to college, to start a family, to buy a house. 
you are on your own path and that is different from everyone else's around you. That's why it's a waste comparing yourself to others. Secondly, you can have jobs in the present or in the next few years that are totally unrelated to what it is you want to do. Um, they're just chapters of your book. Like the end of the book wouldn't make sense without the beginnings, like the backstory, the middle sections, everything in between from start to finish. Like right now, maybe you're in school or you're working a job that isn't what you want as a career. Maybe it's temporary for money. We know our economy is a disaster and things are expensive. So if you're at a temporary job, don't get discouraged. You could be learning skills that you're going to need in the future or meeting people who will also help you accomplish other goals in the future. That's totally okay. And third, there is no perfect way to get to your career. There is the whole conventional get through high school, graduate college, climb the corporate ladder method, but that takes time. And if that worked for you, then that is great. And if it doesn't work for you, that's fine too. Maybe you'll start a business, co-own a business. You'll intern and land a position through that. Maybe you'll jump right into unknown territory in a field that you're interested in or intimidated by, and you just go day by day. It's not one size fits all. Nothing is. Institutions may have you fill out sheets about future goals and it may seem broad, vague, annoying because maybe it feels like these goals are imaginary and something that you'll never be able to reach. Maybe it just looks like a blank page. Don't feel like you need to have an elaborate long-term plan for a career years down the road. I remember we got handed a sheet like this before entering 11th grade or was it? Yeah, 12th maybe? No, I think I was going into 11th grade. Um, goals will shift, and I know because I remember writing some stuff down that I haven't done yet, or things that I don't want to do anymore, and some things I already did, looking back. But goals are going to shift and adapt around new changes, and that's okay. Sometimes you'll have a constant goal, just in the back of your mind, you know it's something that you would at least like to try, and that's great. But in the meantime, goals that are easier to accomplish would be ones that are realistic for you, where you are right now. And these are not ones that can happen, but only after you've completed X, Y, and Z. These are goals that right now you can do. You can finish that book you bought and never finished reading. You can do any art, some kind of project or something. I was just looking through my stash of paper today and one sheet stood out so much. It's toned gray, it's like warm gray, and I ripped it to the size I need. I like doing that instead of cutting it with scissors and it just looked like it could have a good drawing on it and I know that finishing a painting or a drawing makes me feel very fulfilled and that's a goal that I could set right now and finish by the end of the day hey I'm gonna draw something today and, and maybe I'll be able to do it it's a lot better than me setting a goal today saying I'm gonna get into this graduate school to become a doctor or a PA or whatever there's a lot of steps that I would still have to go through within the next few years to make it to that point. And that may feel overwhelming. So doing something little or big, you could do a big art project, making art can give you a feeling of accomplishment because you've seen your project through from start to finish. You could add a workout into your daily or weekly routine. You could cut some sugars. You could add some natural sugars. You could add more protein. You could give yourself some freedom to enjoy foods that you love. You could tidy around the house, make that phone call, send that email that's overdue. <laughs> Me, I need to do that. Schedule that meeting. Maybe you've been waiting to meet up with somebody for a job opportunity or to start a business or whatever it is. Schedule that meeting. Maybe cut back on social media, like I talked about earlier. 
but these are all little goals that can be accomplished in the present and day by day you are progressing even if it doesn't feel like you are and that is where i'm gonna leave you guys this is the end of the episode thank you guys so much for listening again i always appreciate it while you're here be sure to check out the other amazing podcasters that are also here on the bmg network but thank you guys again for listening to the essentials enjoy your week